0: Let's do this. Thanks for joining me today. Hi, welcome to the podcast series, HR Inside Out, Demystifying HR and People Management. I'm very fortunate today to have as a guest on today's session, Pam Jones, Pamela Jones. That sounds right. When I met Pam, it was immediately obvious that she loves what she does. She loves her job. And amongst other things, She helps people like you and me learn how to use our voices more effectively. If you ever listened to yourself and thought, who was that speaking? Quivers, voice raising at the end of each sentence like a little girl or a little boys. Certainly not that confident, self-assured individual that you wish to portray. In interviews, presenting reports, in all those times when we're looking to influence a situation. Pamela's gonna share with us how she got into her career what she finds so fascinating about her work and she's going to provide us with some of those pointers on how to present our best self well our voice anyway. So first a little bit about Pam and her business Sounds Right. Welcome Pam. Hi, nice to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm just thrilled that you said yes. Thank you. Just a little bit about you before we get into the juicy stuff. So Pamela and Bill Laurie are founders of Sounds Right. They met little juicy gossip here I'll, <laughs> <laughs> I'll playing a couple in a local theater production. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what was that, ex- that expression? Life imitates art. Well, obviously that's what happened for you too. For sure. So um, they found, found it uh, sounds right. And that was about 15 years ago and they've been making beautiful music, voiceovers, commercials, demos, and they've been coaching together ever since then. So Pam is sounds Rights sounds right, Creative Director and Bill's the tech guy. So with a BA in theatre and an honours degree in broadcasting from BCIT, where you're also currently on the advisory council, Pam's been the promo voice of all of the Knowledge Network pledge campaigns for the past several years. She voices descriptive video for features and series and casts and she also runs the Walla Group out of the North Shore Film Studios. Pam's worked for Virgin Radio, Jack FM, Star FM, and other major market stations. In addition to several ad agencies, she's co-written several award-winning, award-winning. Oh, I need four, a few more lessons, Pam. <laughs> <laughs> Film and TV scripts, one of which won the Tribal Film Festival and placed in the top ten at the Cannes International Screenplay Contest. Wow, well done. Pam's an active member of Women in Film and continues to voice and write for clients around the world and she does voice coaching. So Pam and I met recently when my darling husband bought me a voice coaching session so I could sound even better to you on these podcasts and my teacher is listening so if I'm a little nervous you understand why. (laughs) 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 So Pam's very obvious love of what she does made a huge impression on me And that's what we're aiming for, to find jobs that make our eyes sparkle, just like Pam has. And she gave me some really helpful tips on using my voice more effectively. She's joined us today to share both why she chose the career she's embraced and to share some of those voice tips with you. Pam, again, welcome to the podcast series, HR Inside Out. Thank you for joining us today.
1: Don't be nervous just (laughs) because your teacher's watching.
0: (laughs) (laughs) turn the video off quick Uh, uh, yeah 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 (laughs) so to begin with what led you to a career in broadcasting was it always something you aspired to do or is there a story
1: yeah it's kind of a it's a funny way and I believe when things are presented to you sometimes you just say yes you know Mm -hmm. so I I was an actress and I went to UBC and took theater as you were mentioning and I got a BA in theater and then you get out with a BA and you go now what am I gonna do so I skipped off to Europe with my theater buddies and came home and I thought you know theater, broadcast, broadcast, theater kind of goes together. So I go to BCIT and I had my check actually to sign up for television because I thought that'd be great. So I go up to the Mm. wicket and I go, here's my money. I want to sign up. And she goes, oh, the last seat just went, I'm sorry, TV's full." And I'm like, "Uh, but I got money. She's like, okay, Um, (laughs) how about radio? And I went, I never even thought about radio, not for a second. And I just went, okay, okay, sure. And so I went into radio. So uh, went into radio for you know a number of years, as you mentioned, and then went off and started my own studio.
0: It's funny how things like that work. And and similarly with BCIT, I was going to become a lab technician, and oh, wow. class class was full, and so I decided to work and ended up in human resources. And uh, yeah, yeah, just um, yeah, the the funny things that happen in our lives that send us on completely different directions. Exactly. Hey. Over your career, I know that you work for a number of different companies, so any highlights that you can share with us from your time with any of them? Some funny stories. I did promise some fun on this podcast.
1: Oh, my gosh. I don't know. Oh, funny stories. I uh, Working in broadcasting is funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I- I I can't think of anything funny. It's it's crazy, that's for sure. You're running against the clock crazy. The cool thing is you have a microphone with your station logo on it. You can kind of use it to get in anywhere you want, kind of like a weapon. Like I just hold it up (laughs) and Celine Dion's playing and going, I'm with the radio station. And they go, yeah, okay, come on in. And you're like, hey, and you're right with all these celebrities all the time. So it's super fun that way. And doing a, you know, David Foster's baseball game that he used to have over in Victoria where he used to invite all his celebrity friends and we got to cover that. And that was a lot of fun. It's just, I think that was the fun is just getting to go behind the scenes. We were there when Celine Dion just got engaged and my friend was sitting next to me. She goes, is that is that a diamond on your hand at the rehearsal? Cause we're all at the rehearsal. We're going, we're going to break the story. It'll be great. Right. But um, so I think that's the most fun you have in radio is, is getting to be the fly on the wall anywhere you want to go. Um, I don't have anything specific that comes to mind other than the total chaos of living and dying by the second hand of a clock. Right. Yeah, the yeah. News goes on when the news goes on, the show goes on when the show goes on. And uh, if you're ready or not, here they come. So, Um, that leads to all kinds of hilarity as you're running in with things Mm -hmm. and flying across the room and tripping and the, you know, papers are flying and all kinds of stuff. But um, it's just a fun business. It's fun. It's brutal because, you know, someone will come in and clean house and that whole tribe that was having so much fun is whisked off and a new gang comes and you have to get used to that.
0: Yeah. But other than that, good. So did, did you find working for the different uh, radio stations? Like, are they all quite similar or um, do they vary quite considerably?
1: Um, I guess the, 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 bottom line is a good story is a good story. So whether you're just a, you know, a DJ or doing the new, news or you're doing, I did, um, radio talk shows, you know, you, you've got to just grab people and, and create theater of the mind. So the, all of, in that sense, all of them are the same. Um, when I was working at Jack, it was more of a news oriented. And when I worked at Virgin radio, it was more about the entertainment world. So it's same thing, different kind of colors.
0: Oh, cool. What keeps you sparkling i you literally sizzled when you were talking to me about some of the stuff you do um particularly it seemed when you were working with your students and at one point you ended up leaving you know working for an employer to uh, be your own to be an entrepreneur so yeah
1: i think the- it's yeah just yeah finding some i think it's connection with people and i think that's what you why you do what you do susan so well is that connection that you make with people i when i was on stage i used to um, perform at um, hendry hall which is this old bomb (laughs) shelter here in north vancouver and it looks like a little house in the middle of a residential area and it's still there and i still do theater there And what I loved was you'd go out on stage and it wasn't about the applause. It was about that moment when you felt, and these guys, it's funny, that place is, there's uh, I think maybe 60 seats and they're pretty much right on top of each other. So you're, you know, you're (laughs) chewing your, you know, uh, Hershey's kisses in the ear of the guy in front of you. So (laughs) when you walk out and you know, they're with you, you know, you feel it in your chest. Yes. And we've talked about when we work together about communicating from the heart and it sounds sucky maybe, but when you actually feel it in your body, that's when it's right. And that's when they're with you and you've got them and you're on this journey together. And I think even when you're broadcasting, if you, Feel it from your heart when you're speaking, you will radiate and it will go through all the wires and it will come up through somebody's radio in their car and they will feel it in their chest because you're feeling it, you know? So it's about being authentic. So I think uh, that's what I love about my students too. I always say I'm a bit more of a psychologist than I am a voice teacher (laughs) because I can, like tonight I'm going to do a Zoom class with six different people and that's new to me. I usually work one-on-one like you and I worked. Mm -hmm but I have six people across my screen and I just get a feeling of where they're at in their lives by the way they speak. And, you know, I actually did some personal coaching with some offline. I just phoned him up at his house and I go, Hey, are you okay? Cause you can just mm-hmm. tell that yeah. something's not quite right. Or one girl said, I really only want to do status characters. I only want to play like status characters. I said, mm-hmm. well, like what, like Queens and Kings and stuff. She goes, yeah. So I got the feeling that in her own life, she wasn't being heard very well. And so in this fantasy life, she could be heard. Interesting. And, and one, one time I was working with some kids from the downtown East side. They came over to my studio and there was a group of them. And the, and the leader said, now this one girl here, she's very quiet. Um, don't bother her. She's, you know, she's a poet. She's very introverted. And of course I go, Yeah watch me. I'm going to interact with her. (laughs) (laughs) The gauntlet has been thrown down. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Um, so she was very quiet. So I gave her a piece of copy and we started talking and I got her to voice it a little. Then I got her to go in the booth and stand behind the microphone and she's very quiet. And then, um, she had a little bit more confidence in the copy I was giving her. Um, and so then I got her to come out and I got Bill, my, my partner to put her voice through these massive speakers and she stood behind and I said, do you want to hear yourself? She goes, yes, that, that would be good. And so, boom, he just cranked it, right? And this beautiful, resonant voice of hers came through these speakers. And she literally was like a wilted flower, just just gave them a drink. She just Uh stood up and was like, I have a voice, right? I have a voice. Wow.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. That's what makes our work worthwhile. (laughs) Now I get it. (laughs) <laughs> exactly exactly and her teacher said um boy
1: like I don't know what ha- happened to her that day I watched it she said but she's totally different in school and in class and in her work and um I just I cried
0: <laughs> yeah that uh, that could I can't see that not impacting anybody so you just talked about your studio and I know on our one one-on-one I did notice a sound booth in the background Can you tell us a little bit about uh, when that's used and it sounds as though you've moved to a more like a group um, opportunity for people to have time with you? Well, it's, I
1: do both. And I think it's because of COVID the zoom has happened. And here we are Mm -hmm. talking on zoom, but um, previous to this, my husband and I had uh, three studios in the basement of our home. And we actually did a huge contract for Microsoft in our home with 30 people running around our house at one time. It was insane. We were doing uh, a recipe thing that they wanted to do, and we had all different languages. So there was a Swedish people up here and German people here and Dutch people here. And it was like heaven, just, this is heaven. Um, but my kids moved out. And so Bill and I decided to downsize and we moved into an apartment. So Bill built um, a studio, a uh, sort of a one one person studio that's almost like a self-contained sauna, really. And (laughs) (laughs) please build some air in here. Um, But um, so I can do all my work from home. And what's really cool is a lot of people are contacting me now who are in the workforce, wanting to leave the workforce or at home doing their jobs and wanting to have supplemental income. And so what they're wanting to do is do voiceover work from home. So what I'm doing is a trend right now. It's, hmm. it's a cool way to make extra money. Yeah.
0: Well, I know we had fun because in the lesson that I, I had with you, you had me uh, practice with some advertisements mm-hmm. and, you know, shared with me how you mark up your sheet and instead sort of the voice inflections, and it was a lot of fun and it's part of what you do. And it sounds like you sometimes actually Watch for appropriate voice for some of the, uh, the work that comes your way.
1: Yes, I I cast as well. Um, I do what's called Walla. So in movies, when there's two actors saying walking through a restaurant, um, the actors will be speaking. And the extras, we think they're talking and murmuring, but they're not. They're just mouthing the words behind them. Mm -hmm. And what happens in post is that we bring in a Walla group, and I'm a Walla leader over at North Shore Film Studios at Pinewood Sound. And I bring in six actors, and we pretend we're the people in the restaurant. So we start having conversations. conversations or or where the people on the crime scene or the police people or the people Hmm. in the pub and so it's you have to be have improv skills right and and acting skills and no fear because you they'll they'll give you three beeps beep 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 and you're on Mm -hmm. there's no hesitating yeah and I and I think what I loved about this work and what I'm trying to do with my work too is to uh, share with people that don't hesitate trust your gut Mm. Your instinct is right. And when you have no time like that in, when you're in an improv situation, you have to trust your gut, right? The beep went off. I've got to be a police officer right now. I've got to be this right now. I've got to be that right now. And when I watch in my class, like I'll give them stuff to do ahead of time and they'll prep it. But my very favorite thing is at the end of every class, I give them what we call speed reading and I just throw a commercial at them. And I said, get in the booth and do it. And they, they freak out at first. But the best performances I've got out of my kids—and I say kids, anyone under fifty is a kid in my world—all <laughs> these adults are in there. Um, some of the best performances are when they just let go and get that left brain out of the way mm-hmm. and trust themselves. I mean, I was saying to a kid last night, I went, "You're enough. Trust yeah. yourself. Yeah.
0: Trust what you're saying is valid. Yeah. You know? We we need to be doing more of that, and that sounds like really good practice." Um, and if somebody was interested, they can get hold of you to share that they're interested in learning more. And we'll, sure. we'll, talk, we'll talk about contact information sure. uh, further towards the end of, of our time today. want to take us to some of the voice tips that you gave me. Uh, I, I ate my tums to, co- <laughs> to coat my mouth. Uh, I have a glass of water, but you also suggested that there's a tea that uh, you suggested I purchase. A number of small things that can actually make a really big difference. Can you, yeah. and, and I can assure the, you, the listener, that you'll get way, way more than <laughs> just, <laughs> just some of the sneak peeks at, uh, at what I was learning from Pam.
1: Well, I think um, a lot of times we think we're prepared for something. And maybe last night, the night before we had a couple extra glasses of wine. We didn't drink enough water and you've got to go give a speech at your, at your office, or you've got to do a podcast or, you know, just even having a business meeting and dry mouth is a sign of not only that you're dehydrated, but nerves as well. Right? So you mm-hmm. you want to present your best self. So um, the tea you're referring to is called throat coat tea and it's, um, every voice actor that I know lives on the stuff and I have it in my thermoses every time I voice and it's by natural medicinals. Um, You can get it at save on and most stores, a lot of times it's in the um, natural health food section. Mm -hmm. Uh, I put that with some lemon and a bit of honey and that's That's just like miracle, miracle drugs. Um, The other thing you were referring to was the Tums. So a lot of times if you have dry mouth, you'll have that sound Mm -hmm. and what you do if you chew a Tums, it kind of coats in this kind of chalkiness and that will keep the, the clicking down. Interesting. So, yeah. There's something also called Moistir, which they give a lot of times to cancer patients who get dry mouth mm-hmm. and it's a spray gel and you can ask the druggist for it. It's, it's just a gel. It's not a drug, but you spray it in your mouth and it coats a gel in your throat. And those are my three
0: secret weapons. I found moisture very difficult to locate, um, mm-hmm. but I do understand that. London Drugs carries it. I found that some of the shoppers' drug marts um, were either out or were not carrying it, and so I finally found some. I haven't tried it yet. Oh, good. You also advised me not to drink coffee, which I completely forgot about this morning, (laughs) (laughs) and certainly not to have dairy, and dairy I've heard about before, but can you tell us a little bit about why for some of these no-nos and other things that we might want to avoid when we want our voice to be strong for us?
1: Sure. And, and I think my students were, were did misunderstand me this week because they were confessing all over the place. I had coffee this week. I'm like, no, no, you don't have to give up coffee. No, it's just a couple hours before you're going to do your speaking, a couple hours before your session or whatever you're going to do. So just in the morning, if you're going to have a session that day or, to, um, you know, have, do a public speech or whatever you're going to do, just don't have the co- caffeine no coffee if you're going to have coffee have decaf and have uh, no dairy at all not even the fake stuff just none of that because it'll 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 bring mucus up in your in your throat and, and mm. you're going to be fighting against yourself so don't have that no sodas that's also bad um chocolate any kind of candy with sugar no um, those are sort of the main things hmm, that, that I try to say, just stay away from. And if you are going to, and I always say to you know, everybody, if you're going to have drinks the night before, great, have drinks for every drink of alcohol, glass of water, and then get up in the morning and just drink water until you get through your
0: session. Okay. Um, what is it about the caffeine? I can understand the, the mucus formation with the dairy. Yeah. It dries
1: your, it dries up your vocal cords is what I've oh, heard. Yeah. Okay. I just know it just does. It's just not a good thing to have. So,
0: okay. Uh, good, good um, move over to vo- vocal cords. Um, I've been making funny faces this morning before I <laughs> started on our our podcast, and was uh, I'm sure making our neighbors wonder what the heck was going on as I was um, doing my my scales and warming up my vocal cords. Um, can you give us an example of a? A vocal cord warm up. Oh, your dog is. <laughs> sure.
1: My dog is giving a vocal cord warm up. Gracie.
0: Yes. She
1: doesn't do that very often, but that's all right. The joys of working and at home and doing Absolutely. things live, right? Absolutely. Um, I think the game changing, there's two game changing things you can do for your voice. And I put it into play this week because I admit and I confess, I had two glasses of wine the night before a big session I was voicing for. Um, for a descriptive video for the visually impaired. I was due to do a four hour session. I had wine the night before and I woke up with this crocky little voice and I, and the guy wanted me to come at 8.30 in the morning. <laughs> so so I'm like, okay, Pam, you've taught your kids not to do this. You did it, you're here, what are you gonna do? So the most effective thing I've ever come across and I, and I drill it into anyone, you hum inaudibly, almost inaudibly. So uh, if you can hear me, it's all, I'll try to do it for you. But it's like. so
0: mm-hmm. very, very gently.
1: So gently mm-hmm. and only for 10 seconds. And what you're doing is you're gently warming up your vocal cords. And then you're going to change pitch. So you're going to go low mm-hmm. for 10 seconds, as much as you can. Mm-hmm. So that day, this was just this week. When I got up with this horrible voice, I went into the shower, which is the best place you can do it because mm. you get all that lovely steam, mm-hmm. or a pot over the stove too is good. Watch, just don't burn yourself, <laughs> or into your nice throat coat tea steam. Mm-hmm. Um, but do it all the way to your session. Just in your car, no one will know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. By the time you get there, it'll be it, you'll be you'll be amazed what a difference that gentle, gentle warm up will do. And then you and I did something when we worked together where you put a pencil in your mouth. And if you have a speech or something that you're going over before your presentation, put the pencil kind of back in your mouth and do the presentation over enunciating as much as you can. That way it's going to warm up all your facial muscles and you're going to be able to articulate and get your mouth around any of the words. So put it the back of your mouth, then move it farther up in your teeth and read some more. Those two things, if you do them, you'll be prepared for any speech.
0: I'd forgotten about that one. And Mm. yes, I could see that 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 would help. Um, Thank you. Now, I'd made mention of making funny faces because you talked about um, warming up the facial muscles Mm -hmm. and you also talked about uh, making sure that you're in the right energy and you um, like Smiling, um, using your hands—not um, crazily, but sort of being active as you're as you're having the conversations—and that that is portrayed through your voice uh, to the person that your audience or the person that you're speaking to. Can you talk a little bit about, more about why this is so important?
1: Sure. I mean, there's two different things. If you're doing podcasting, it's different. You can be crazy and, and no one can see you, right? If you're out in public and you don't want to be flapping your arms too much, but at the same time, speaking with your hands is what we do. Like if you and I were having a conversation over coffee, I'd still be sort of chatting with you with my hands. Um, I, I really emphasize um, particularly when you're doing podcasting or um, animation or anything like that, that you use your entire body this is your instrument. Your whole body is your instrument, not just from the neck up, not just your voice. It's everything you do. And if you're going to make a point, use your finger. If you've got a list of three things, I I believe we should do this, this, and this. Three different thoughts. Those thoughts will land more if you Mm -hmm. use some emphasis in your hand, whether I do it Um, just on a podcast or in real life Um, you'll get better tone you'll be able to say if you want to move on to animation or what I'm training a lot of people to do and your listeners may be interested in moving and learning and about doing audiobooks is you need to learn how to do characters so really your hand movement and your body movement is going to help you get to those different characters and Mm. I just did a 560 page audiobook And I I played 13 different characters. Um, Half of them were men, which was interesting. And in some of them, I was actually having sword fights with myself. (laughs) So so how do you keep those characters organized is with your hands, right? So imagine you put your hand out in front and um, one sorcerer speaks like this and I move my hand down to down below my knees almost, and all of a sudden Braith speaks like this. I was gonna ask you if you could give us an example. (laughs) Yes, so Braith the sorcerer speaks like this, and Weslin speaks like this. So if Braith is talking to Weslin, then they are doing that. And in comes Taka. So so you just move your hand around, almost like Uh you're doing scales on a piano, and in your mind, you can keep track of them.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. (laughs)
1: You look like a crazy person but it's good for audiobooks.
0: Oh my god, yes, it sounds wonderful. Any other quick tips before we close today's session? Things I haven't thought of like the putting your pencil on your mouth and articulating the words that way.
1: I think for me is almost thinking of sound uh, especially if you're doing animation or audiobooks. Thinking of sound as a ball that moves through your body. If you want your re- you know your voice to sound lower, Take the ball above your head and drop it down so you can feel it lower. Hmm. Physicality is so important. And you were talking about being grounded when you speak. If you feel like that ball is above your head and you're moving it down, you'll feel the weight. Your weight actually sinks lower. If you're <laughs> sitting, you'll find it, it's in your sits bones. It'll, it'll sink down into your feet and root you to the ground if you're standing up. And I always say, don't launch. someone says okay and now here comes susan and susan just goes wham i'm on i'm on it's like no the true professional walks on this is susan susan grounds herself with the energy to the ground and you Mm -hmm. think it's taking 30 seconds it's taking two seconds it feels Mm. longer ground yourself get your breath grounded put that smile on your face you're in charge of this moment they're here to see and look and listen to you you own the space Take the space, you know, uh,
0: that reminds me that you'd, you'd also talked about posture being important, you know, even on something like a, a podcast, uh, just and that's part of the grounding that you're speaking of. Yeah, of imagine
1: just... a, a, like a string at the back of your head, almost a marionette string, pulling it up, walk, walk around like that, pull it up and your ribcage should almost pull up mm. and then you adjust it to sit back down, so you pull mm-hmm. up, sit back down. You'll And wear high heels because you always like that. Well, men can wear high heels too. But if you wear high heels and you're walking around, <laughs> you can't slouch.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Well, okay. You know that all my listeners are going to be taking a listen to this podcast. And then one six months from now, and going, yeah, she's actually practicing all that, that Pam encouraged her to
1: (laughs) I'm proud of you I'm proud of you
0: (laughs) and and yeah some fabulous tips and I know that they've certainly helped me and and I know that they will have you uh, for you the listener I really wish that i understood the importance of my voice being strong um, as part of my being able to present my best self a lot earlier in my career But at least those listening will have the tips and potentially access to you, Pam, uh, through the contact information I'm going to be sharing in just one moment. So, thank you. Thank you for making the time to be with us. And if you're interested in connecting with Pam, we're here now. Her website is www.soundsright, and that's w r i t e.ca. She can be reached at 604-828-3504 and at info at soundsright.ca. As well, all the contact information is on the show page for this podcast on your social media platform. Pam, thank you so very much again for saying yes. Uh, It's been just such a delight and uh, I love the laughter.
1: Well, keep working, keep humming, keep humming.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, as, I, as I'm, the, the coffee is now kicking in. <laughs> and, and Pam knows it is too. She, so. did, she did confess before the show. <laughs> so today we've learned the importance of tips to ensure presenting your best self through a clear, strong voice, especially when we hope to influence a situation, such as during an interview or presenting a report. And... We've learned from Pam why she so adores what she does and why, the reason that she's decided to become an entrepreneur, and some of the tales of what she's experienced on her personal journey. When we find the right fit for us, it shows. We, Pam and I, hope that you found today's session interesting and really fun to listen to. If you have, please consider signing up for the podcast series, HR Inside Out, demystifying HR and people management on your favorite social media platform and for leaving a review so that others might benefit from the learning. If you want to contact either Pamela or myself, our contact information is on the podcast description. And again, that's on your favorite social media platform. I'll be back again next week with another interesting guest as we move to talking about corporate culture and why finding the right organizational culture for you is so important to your happiness. I hope you'll join me here again as you, you guessed it, dare to soar. Thanks again, time to fly. Susan and Pam, signing out. Thanks, Pam. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye for now, everybody. Well, we've reached our destination for today. Time to lower those wheels and prepare for landing. Thank you for joining me. If I said something that resonated with you, please subscribe to the podcast and to share it with others. It would be awesome if you also took the time to provide a review whatever your favorite social media sites are. If you have a question or an area that you hope I'll cover in a future session, please send me a note either to my website www.effectingchangefromwithin.com or to my email susanjeanay at gmail.com I look forward to our next time together. In the meantime, Soar high. I believe you can. Susan signing off. Thanks again for joining me.